Hello, everyone. Hello. Hi. My name is Matt Armando. I'm Emily Riggins. And this is TBD. With friend Emily. I know you missed me. Welcome back, Emily. Thanks. I was uh I was in a different state when you weren't here. I was like <laughs> uh I didn't know how to host. It's like I forgot everything that I was supposed to do. Well, I remember what I was supposed to do, but I was like, well, now I have to I have to double the work. I have to do the work of two people. Wow. Um, wow. And also, you were quite literally in a different state than you me. Were, yo, yeah. Well, yeah. You were, you were in the... Yeah, okay. We were in different states. <laughs> um, and I and the other person, uh, the our, our guest, Shannon, she was in another state as well. Phys- well. Physical state. Um, Pennsylvania, Ohio, New York. Three states that... Uh, they do border Continuous? each other, right? Pretty sure New York and Pennsylvania border each other. Yeah, they do. Because if you're driving to New York City, you drive through Jersey. But I think Pennsylvania and New York do border each other. It's called the the Southern Tier, right? The the whole rest of <laughs> New York, the the pointy part. <laughs> I guess New York is like three pointy parts, but the uh, Western pointy part. <laughs> um. Yeah. <sighs> Listeners, I just yawned. <laughs> you tired? Um, well, sure. welcome back. Um, this is the the premier podcast about tea and friendship. Wow. Um, I don't know. What does that mean to you, Emily? What does the premier podcast about tea and friendship mean to me? Yes. Okay. Um, tea. It's a, a, a liquid drink made with the leaves of the tea plant. Okay. Are they called the tea plant? It's, uh, I believe it's a tea bush. Tea bush. Um, you boil those and then it releases the flavoring and like extracts. And then the tea gets its flavor. And that's what we call tea. Um, friendship mm -hmm. is when two people or a person and an animal or an animal and another animal develop a bond that feels like really close like you can share important details of your life with them so those are that's what tea and friendship is mm. and a podcast is something you listen to on your favorite podcast service you put in your earbuds and you hear us talk about tea and friendship whether that be apple podcast google podcast stitcher or spotify or yeah. something else yes 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 um, okay, uh, Camellia sinensis is a species of evergreen shrub or small tree in the flowering plant, plant family. Um, so I guess it's, it's all, it is a shrub, a tree, and a plant. <laughs> um, well, I guess all trees are plants, right? Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, it is a uh, it, it common names include tea plant tea shrub and tea tree which is not the same thing as a plant that gives you tea tree oil that is different um the more you know 
Uh, I took a photo of me with a tea plant in Japan, so I should know. I've met I've met one in real life before. What? Yeah. I've seen this picture. It's not. I'm not surprised by this. Um, you know, sometimes um, tea does not have tea leaves in it, and maybe we should get into that. Tea talk, tea talk, tea talk, tea. Talk. Um, See, in that version of the song, I used my vocal instrument as an instrument. Uh, Emily and I stared at each other while I tried uh, signaling that we wanted, <laughs> that I wanted well, to go my, to tea My talk. thought process was, was, it's really early to do tea talk. It is it is earlier than normal, I will say that. But maybe we can make up for it by um, talking somewhere else on the episode. Uh, Matt and I are drinking the same tea. Um, listeners, we're drinking the same tea. And I believe I got this during our Bigelow 5K. That would make sense. Um, this is a steep by Bigelow tea called organic organic chamomile citrus caffeine-free herbal tea. Right. So, um so no no real tea in this in this bad boy. Yeah. Um it is uh organic lemongrass, organic chamomile natural lemon flavor with other natural flavors and organic lemon peel. Wow. The peel was not enough for this flavor. It needed to be, uh, it needed more. It needed to be enhanced. Um, okay. You're drinking this tea, Matt. I sure am. What do you taste? Uh, I taste chamomile. That's for sure. Um, which is of course a flowering plant, um, in its own right. Um, What citrus flavor do you get? Um, I got to take another sip of this, so I need you to vamp. <laughs> Matt's, um, Matt's taking a sip. Um, I'm also drinking lemon water along with this tea. So, yeah, quite the lemon head over here. <laughs> the little candies. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's like the faintest flavor of lemon in this. Considering that there's double lemon flavor, I don't really... <sighs> I'll say this, it's not the strongest chamomile flavor I've ever had. It's kind of more on the lighter chamomile side. Um, and also not that strongly lemon. Um, although on the flip side, I will say I can taste the lemon grass, which is a completely different thing. Um, I'd say, yeah, I'd say if you just if you just had me try this and tell you what one flavor I got out of it, I would probably say lemongrass. Interesting. So... I agree it's not as strong chamomile as, like, other chamomile teas. But I definitely get a citrus vibe. Although, I don't know if lemon is quite the citrus I get. Although it's clearly lemon. And mm. I do get, like, a lemoniness. Um, what do you, do you, can you pinpoint the citrus you get? Or it's just nondescript citrus? Maybe I just never looked closely at the picture, but I always thought it was, like, an orange thing. Well, I don't necessarily taste like orange. Well, you know, it is interesting because it's not called like lemon chamomile or chamomile lemon, which yeah. you might expect. It's called chamomile citrus. Exactly. So they must know it doesn't taste overly lemon-like, um, which I, that is interesting. Yeah. Um, also, I don't know if I've ever seen a picture of chamomile flowers, but there are little chamomile flowers on the cover of this like tea packaging. And they look like cute little like daisies. Yeah, I actually I know somebody who like grows their own chamomile. 
I've never had it, but it's not yeah. what I pictured them looking like. Um, you can grow them um, around here if you if you wanted to, like temperature wise. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't know. So they're just it's sort of regular citrus, which maybe that's what like the peel does to it, because like the maybe the peel is giving it like kind of a general citrus vibe, where it's not like lemon yeah. juice, which would be you know soup would take make it taste like lemonade. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Okay. Have well. I've had this tea before. I was going to ask you if you had this tea before, but. Uh, I have not. Um, I, you sent this to me and I, this is my first time using it. Um, uh-huh. I will say I've had a lot of it today because I've been drinking it for the past hour. As Emily and I started <laughs> podcasting an hour ago, but did not start recording until much later. <laughs> um, so I went, I went, I, I, and as usual, I made myself quite a bit of this tea. Um, I, right before we recorded, made myself a second cup of tea because I drank most of it during our conversation. Yeah. I'm plugging my computer in if, if I seem like I'm doing something else. It's plugged in, don't worry. Um, good. Don't need the power going out in the middle we of the We were at 18%. And while we're still at 18%, we're on our way up. <laughs> wow. Um, my computer will just straight shut down if the power goes out, but that's the only thing that's going to... I don't have a backup power supply on my computer. Wow. Wow. That would be, that'd be we'd lose the whole podcast to this point. We'd have to start. Well, technically, I'd have my half, and I could just keep talking. That's true. And I wouldn't put it past you to just keep talking and then request that like, we put out just your half as the podcast. And even including the beginning part where it's only me in the conversation. <laughs> like this. Matt, how are you? Mm. Oh, that's really cool. Wow, wow, wow. Oh, wow, you did that? That's crazy, Matt. You're wild. That's what the podcast would sound like. Yeah. Um, yeah, the early, the the uh, the cold open that some people put on their podcasts, just that random chitter chatter. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, I mean, um, I don't know. Uh, this, this tea seems to taste fine. It seems like a yeah. fine tea. I'm currently starting my second tea. Um, um, this um, seems like a good nighttime tea in that yeah. it's caffeine-free. Um, it has flavor to it. Um, it's I will neither say green I, nor black. I would def- I definitely drink this tea before bedtime. I like it because I like chamomile tea, but I think sometimes it's too chamomile and I do want more. So this is that more. So I do like it as a nighttime tea. Yeah, I like I, I yeah, I'm not a huge chamomile person, but this is um this is a good version of chamomile. Um th- this this steep branding by Bigelow is like their um I don't know, premium um, yeah. version of themselves. So, I, I it's funny that like <laughs> it still is funny to me that they it's like this is us trying hard to make tea. <laughs> Normally, we half ass it, but this is us trying hard. <laughs> You disagree? I see what you're saying, but I disagree with about that phrasing. So I don't think they're saying that they're half half assing other teas. Is that these are their normal teas with a little? Now I guess what I would say is it's a matter of perspective, right? Like either all along they've been making cremier teas and they've now made this premium tea, <laughs> or um, or they've come up. I mean, I don't know. It's to me, it's like oh, we've like. Either they knew they were doing it the 
way that didn't cost them as much money before, or they invented a more expensive way of doing it. So therefore, this is the, still the better tea. I don't know. I don't well, know. I don't think this is any more expensive than their old way. Uh, yeah. They probably had to pay for the the branding, but I don't think the tea production is that much more expensive. Um, um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, honestly, I don't know. I have, I have no idea. Um, but I think it's... I don't know if it's so much either of those things that it's just people... Tea's more popular now. Yeah, I mean, they're trying to hit... I mean, they're trying to hit... Um, yeah, they're trying to get us snobs to buy their tea. That's what it comes down to. And you know what? It didn't work because I didn't buy this tea. Yeah, no. Sorry. Um, it's also organic, which, I mean, is also trendy. So maybe that's also part of it. Um, but I don't, I, I don't know. I mean, I guess what I'd say is so far, I've, the teas of theirs that I've had that are steep do seem like they are better than their, um, their non-steep brands. Um, I don't know. Like... I don't like I like if you just told me I was having a Bigelow tea chamomile, I probably wouldn't expect something of this quality. Okay. But maybe that's in my head. I think that might be a little bit in your head. But also yeah. it wouldn't have the citrus, which I think is what's really making this drink. Gonna have to do the Pepsi challenge on some Bigelow tea. Comparing I think what could be interesting is if you compare regular Bigelow chamomile. Like, just a bunch of different chamomiles. Yeah, yeah. Um, like, the steep and the non-steep, and then maybe, like, some other company's chamomile. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, if any tea companies out there want to sponsor this, uh, <laughs> just uh, get in contact with us, and we'll make this event happen. Um, okay. Should we rate this tea? Or do you want to say what yeah. you feel about it? Yeah? I just wanted to keep saying your name until you reacted to it. Oh. Matt, would you describe this steep by Bigelow organic chamomile citrus tea as your cup of tea or not your cup of tea? Interesting question. Um, this is, uh, yeah, I guess this is my cup of tea. Uh, it's a it's a good version of chamomile that I, I'm appreciating it. Um uh yeah i could totally also see myself recommending this as like if somebody like i don't have a lot of recommendations of non-caffeinated teas like all my team all my tea recs are basically black teas <laughs> um, um but i could see myself saying like hey yeah just go pick up this steep cameo it's pretty good would you so when you said start of this i feel like there was some hesitation why was there some hesitation that this is my cup of tea or not my cup of tea yeah not taking a sip. Um, I think it's mostly it was mostly a split second of me trying to think if I would, um, if I would ever buy this tea on my own. And then I sort of thought about how I would recommend this tea to others, and that sort of solves that question. Like, not necessarily that I would need to buy it, but that I wouldn't be afraid of telling someone else to buy it. <laughs> okay. Um, and I don't know. Maybe I would buy this. I don't really see myself buying chamomile, but um, it's possible. Um, okay, interesting. Um, yeah. Emily. Emily, 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 Emily. Matt. Great. I just wanted to say your name until you reacted. Yeah, I reacted way faster. <laughs> I'll have to go back and check the tape on that one. 
Um, do you find that this steep by Bigelow organic chamomile citrus caffeine free herbal tea is your cup of tea or not your cup of tea? It's my cup of tea. I would buy this tea again. I'm not allowed to buy tea right now. Although I did buy tea at TJ Maxx. What's my problem? I love tea. Can't whisper uh, on this podcast. <laughs> oh, I did buy tea at, at TJ Maxx and I can't stop myself. Anyways, I'm not allowed to buy tea right now. But it is my cup of tea. I quite enjoy it. I like that it's a chamomile with some oomph. As I said before, I like a chamomile, but sometimes I think it's a little too much or... Not enough, some might say. Um, and I have lots more tea bags, and I look forward to finishing them. This is a this is a TBD recommends this chamomile. I think this is <laughs> our highest recommended chamomile. I'd have to say. Um, good job, Steep by Bigelow. Yeah, good job. Um, good job for us for doing that five k. Honestly, <laughs> we did a great job. Um, wow, two thumbs up. Um, two two cups of teas. Um, tea talk done? Tea talk complete. Wow. Uh, Emily, have anything to check in about? I do, yes. We're checking out past topics. Woo! I've decided that this segment is really about reading emails. Uh, yes. Because it helps us check back in. It that's, helps good, us... that's a good point, yeah. Yeah. This is from our girl. Katie Abate Lewin. And she sent this on February 24th. We are a little bit behind on reading them. But it's ice cream and Halloween candy. Um, wow. I have so many thoughts on this episode. Much like Emily, two major passions in my life. Because I said in the podcast that ice cream and Halloween candy are two of my great passions. I think I eat ice cream 300 out of 356 days of the year. Here are just a few musings. Now I'm going to be weaving in and out of Katie's email in Wait, how many, how many days of the year? <laughs> 300 out of 356. That's not how many days are in the year. <laughs> oh, I think she probably mistyped. Is it- okay. <laughs> I was, oh, uh, okay. It's 365, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's just flipped. Mm-hmm, it's just mm-hmm. flipped. Listen, you said it. I just had to, like, make sure I wasn't I was going just reading. <laughs> okay. So, Matt, I want you to comment. There's multiple bullet points. After each bullet point, I would like you and I to react. Mm-hmm. I'm definitely with Emily on no cones. I don't want to be forced to eat my treat speedily. I want to eat it in leisure. Jenny's is amazing. <laughs> that was the end of bullet point yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, Oh, um, I still like cones. <laughs> You're wrong. Also, I would definitely, there's, I, it, um, to me, this is the order of best, I, maybe I said this on the episode, but best to worst to me is on a cone, in a dish with a cone, in a dish, no cone at all. Um, so yeah. this week I did have ice cream and I got chocolate brownie batter. It was very good. And I got it, even though it was probably cone season, you can like walk around holding a cone. I was like, thank you. I would like a cup. I would like a yeah. cup, please. I mean, I don't, I will. I mean, I'm going to not, I'm not going to pass up ice cream. I mean, even the worst case scenario in that is still eating ice cream. Uh, so I will just eat it in, in a in a dish, but it's I don't know. I, I I if it was like so hot that it was like untenable, then yes, I can see myself just getting it in a dish. But and I I've had that thing where they recommend to you, they're like you're gonna want to get this in a in a thing. Like sometimes if it's like an ice cream that's not as firm, um, 
or something like that. Like, I feel like they'll tell you, like, you should get this in a dish. I'll be like, fine. I'm not like, I'm not here to be like a renegade. <laughs> um, but I do like, I, if I can, I like it on a cone. Okay. Second bullet point. Jenny's is amazing. Emily took me to the shop in the North Short North, which I have done. There's, I'm going to go to the next bullet point. Okay. For I don't have wedding, any opinion about this brand of ice cream I've ever had, other than maybe someday you can take me to it. <laughs> if you're ever in Columbus, go. For our wedding, this is what Katie says. I really wanted the ice cream maker KitchenAid attachment, and Corey made such a stink about it, saying we'd never use it. I've used it more than any other attachment. It's delightful. This brings me to my story. Uh, both Katie and I are vaccinated, fully vaccinated, so I went to visit her. And we had a great time. And one of the things we did was we used her ice cream KitchenAid attachment and we made Earl Grey ice cream. And it was so good. Amazing. Um, so good job, whoever on the registry purchased that, Katie. Good job to that person. Uh, do you know I own an ice cream maker? I think I did know that. You oh, could make Earl Grey ice cream. I could. Sure could. Um, we used the... Cream of Earl Grey from David's Tea. I was in put in charge of buying the teas, and I was like, this is the best Earl Grey I know. Mm-hmm. Um, is that the end of the bullet points? No. Um, okay, Matt, I'm totally with you on whole strawberry ice cream. No berries is garbage. My favorite is Haagen-Dazs. Um, and then mm-hmm. the last thing she says is, I'll fight both of you on the merits of mini M&M's. They definitely taste different from the regular M&M's, but I think they're delicious and have their own place in this world. That is all. Um, did I trash talk them? I don't know if we trash talked them, but I feel like we said we preferred regular M&M's. Um, yeah. Because, I mean, I'll just, I'll, I'll, I'm fine with, uh, I'm fine with the mini ones. I used to eat them, like, because they came in that, like, uh, vial. <laughs> yeah. And I would just, like, I would just, like, open it up and let, like, a whole bunch slide in my mouth. <laughs> I used to keep changing those things. That was fun. Remember change? Um, I had to get changed today when I was doing massive amounts of laundry. Mm. Um, I can. I have an ice cream follow up. Um, okay. Yes. It's a. It's a. It's a. It's a real bang bang thing. Uh, I bought ice cream the other day. I bought Van Leeuwen ice cream. It was just the best. I didn't. Uh, it was from the. It was from the freezer at the supermarket, not from a. Uh, a place um and i bought brooklyn brown sugar that was my flavor it has like has like cookie dough bites in it which i did not know from the description but it was a welcome uh surprise it is still partially in my freezer i did not eat the whole thing but i did eat it out of the container um a thing i said i would do and i did (laughs) um Uh and uh, i almost bought their earl gray i saw it there um, but I, it just in the moment was not what I wanted. Okay. Well, I still have some of the Earl Grey ice cream Katie and I made, and I'll probably after this podcast finish it. Wow. I also have oat milk ice cream in my freezer right now. And I got to tell you, highly recommend. It's Oatly's chocolate. Oatly's chocolate. I see it on the bus, on the front of the bus all the time. Yep. <laughs> Ads for Oatly ice cream. And um, do you have anything else you need to check in about? Um... No, I just uh, I want to let you know that I eat ice cream too, and sometimes it's out of the container. <laughs> okay, um, I do. I have a follow up on bookmarks. Um, 
So I was visiting my parents recently, um, and I found on my bookshelf a hall pass for my niece's school. And I've been using that as a bookmark because it makes wow. me think of her. And it also makes me laugh because it's for the middle school, and she's a senior in high school right now, and I have no idea. A, how long it's been on my bookshelf, and two, how it got there. Mm. Um, nice. It's nice and laminated. Yes, yes. Remember, like, people letting, you have to, they have to get permission to go to the bathroom. What a time in life. Yeah. I feel like that trains people to be weird about going to the bathroom for later in life. Um, I will say I try very hard to let my students go whenever they ask. But then sometimes they take advantage of that. I I will say I used to go I used to go the whole day of high school without going to the bathroom. Yeah, me too. And that's like kind of insane because that's like not that's a long time. <laughs> I will say I definitely don't drink enough water. But I do drink a lot of tea. There are still sometimes at work, I don't go to the bathroom the entire school day. I just forget. Yeah, it's I well, I mean, I, I don't have this problem anymore because I drink so much tea that I can't stop. But I think in, like, in high school, it wasn't like, it wasn't like I wasn't, I mean, maybe part of it was like, I didn't want to like deal with going to the bathroom or whatever. But like, it wasn't that I was like holding something in the whole day. Like it was definitely something about me not drinking enough fluids. I would drink a can of Fruitopia every day with lunch. Um, it's a drink that I don't think exists anymore. Um, but yeah, I'm looking back, I like use the bathroom. I think like by my senior year, I was like started sometimes using it. <laughs> but I didn't like we had we had you had to get like a pass, and then you had to go to the bathroom and then sign in like at the bathroom to say you were there. I guess if you did like graffiti in the bathroom or something, it was like a way to catch you. Good old public school. Uh. And I feel like I only ever use the bathroom if for some reason the, the bathroom door was just like open and there wasn't somebody there to making making you sign in. Like I felt weird having to sign into the bathroom. <laughs> oh, that's very weird. Yeah. Um, I also eventually learned about a bathroom that was like, I think I ended up being able to use it even though it was, it wasn't like a staff bathroom, but it was like a, a secret more, bathroom. it was like a secret bathroom that I started using. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Weird times. Check it out. Checking out of the check-in. Checking out. Checking it out. Uh, next time we have an episode, maybe I'll think about having a check-in. I completely forgot that that's this segment again. (laughs) That's why I think the emails are helpful. Yeah. Um, okay. So. Maybe we didn't, maybe didn't talk about this. I don't know if we mentioned this at the beginning of the podcast, but we are doing, we have no guest, uh, which means we're going to do a couple of topics for you. Can you imagine if we did have a guest at this point and we had to introduce them? I mean, it's been a, it's been a week since you were here. So maybe we both just forgot how to introduce guests. (laughs) Uh, yes, no guest. Um, although I have thought this, this is a, what if like, um, what if we, well, there, we, it's possible that we do like a tea talk. I mean, we, we've been going for t- super long, but like if we did a tea talk, there's just you and I, and then we brought on a guest, but like that guest wasn't sitting here the whole time. Like, I feel like some, like we'd record the topic part separately. Yeah. I think that's the only way. Yeah. Yeah. That's like a pos- That's like a way that that could happen and not be rude. <laughs> um, say someone yeah, was but like, then they don't get to have tea. Yeah. But if that person was like, I have fucking hate tea, but I love topics. I'd be like, okay, well we maybe have a solution for you. <laughs> I know, but I feel like, well, one, as we've been recording at home, 
we've been telling people that if you don't have tea, just have something. We're yeah. very flexible. Listen, I'm just trying to think of the one way we could be just introducing our guests now. Um, or that we're rude. But I don't want to think of any situation where, we're, where we are rude. Okay? Is that okay? Not yes. In your head. Yes. Um, okay, so what we did today was, was Emily has a topic that I don't know about. And I have a topic that Emily doesn't know about or like know what it is. We might know about the topics, but not we don't know what they are. <laughs> um, now, given that the last time we did two mini topics, even though we did three mini topics at that time, um, Emily's, Emily's was the, uh, I don't know, the headliner, if you will, the second <laughs> mini topic. <laughs> and uh, this week, she's the opening act. <laughs> Going first. So, Emily, can you lay on me what that topic that you have is? Yes. So it is mugs. The like mugs. tea Teacups, mugs, things. Teacups, mugs, things. Yeah. Um, as I was thinking about topics today, I actually had a few, but I'm saving one for my next big topic. Mm-hmm. So a lot to say about it. Wow. But I want to talk about mugs slash teacups. Um, what, when you picture a teacup, Matt, what do you picture? Oh, if someone says teacup, yeah. I picture one of those little delicate um cups with flowery prints on them and probably like a gold trim to it and a nice matching teapot and little uh, saucers that you also put the teacup onto and um yeah maybe you have a special shelf that you like hang them on that like with three the four little hooks on them um that's what i think of so matt you just described a traditional teacup Mm -hmm. from my research that i did five minutes before this podcast started um, you usually buy them in a set, so you usually don't just buy the cup. It's like the cup and the saucer. Sometimes it's like a whole tea set, like a little sandwich plate. Um, it's usually much finer china or porcelain, and they're much more decorative. And smaller, that's the key, because a teacup, and I learned this from my research, that I thought was very fascinating, because tea is traditionally boiled, and you drink it, you like pour it into a cup pretty much right after it's been boiled, it's too hot, and you don't want to get burnt. So they make the cup a little daintier so it's not as heavy and you just lift it up with two fingers because it's lighter and you're not going to get as much pain. It's not mm. going to be as painful to hold because you don't have to like wrap your arms around the mug. Yes. Um, and do you know why it has a wider brim? Uh, is that also to let the heat out? Or Yes. <laughs> yeah. This is very fascinating to me. Um, so it has a wider brim because they're boiling they don't want it to burn you. That was mm-hmm. the traditional thinking. So it lets off too much. It's like lets off heat. Yeah. However, I think that's the problem with teacups. Yes, yeah. <laughs> teacups are hella cute. Mm-hmm. If we drank out of teacups all the time, it'd be great. You gotta drink so fast though, because you lose too much heat. Yes. Um, my, I have so many things to say already. Say, say them. Um, all my, all, all of, so I have, um, I have some teacups. Um, listeners may remember when I have my layers of the ocean teacups, which are very, which are very small and, uh, aren't quite the traditional, what you think of. Yeah. Uh, they don't with have little a teacups. wide brim. They don't have a wide brim, but they, uh, nor are they like, they're decorative in their own way. They're kind of like a little bit of a modern 
contemporary look to them. Uh, certainly no floral patterns or anything like that. Uh, but they are small and have small handles on them. Um, and then I also have two um, teacups that are from J- my, my trip to Japan. Second time I'm mentioning that today, I guess. <laughs> um, and they are also um, quite small. They um, they are green tea or they're meant for green tea. They do not have any handle on them. Uh, and they also don't really have a very wide top, but they are on the very, they're on the pretty small side. Yeah. No taller than uh, my four fingers stacked on top of each other. Yes, I, I remember those. They are quite small. Yes. Um, I did not read anything about teacups without handle, so I could not speak to that. Mm-hmm. But I do know that the handle is so dainty, so it's easier to lift up. Mm-hmm. Um, I will also say my other sort of addendum to this and, um, is that I own, um, I own a little piece of silicone that uh, resembles a pig, a little piggy. <laughs> It's a flat disc with a little pig's head on it and a little pigtail that you like. That's how I hang it on my refrigerator. Um, but it it is a thing that I use when I make my tea and it's still hot that I put this on top of my teacups to keep said heat from going out the top. <laughs> um, um, well, this brings and to us... Keep, and to keep it from evaporating. This brings us to coffee mugs. What are traditionally mm-hmm. called coffee mugs, but that's what I use for my tea. Yeah, I almost, and if I were almost to say, entirely do that. Yeah. What was that? I almost entirely use coffee mugs. My teacups are yeah. for rare occasions. <laughs> yeah. Matt, when I describe, when I say coffee cup, what do you picture? Um, okay, it's got a big handle. You put your whole hand around it. Um, maybe. <laughs> um, it is definitely taller, wider. I mean, it might be. It might be overall the same width of the top of a teacup, but it's definitely bigger than a teacup. Um, straight probably, lines, probably straight don't. edges. Oh, straight. For the most part, I my, I do have some that are tapered. Yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, more straight, that is for sure. They don't have their own saucer. You just put them down on the table or on a coaster or something. Um, and uh, I'm less careful with them around my apartment because I don't care about them as much. <laughs> Um, well, not as expensive or something. So from my research, yes, you are completely correct. Coffee mugs are, they generally, while I don't necessarily think they're narrower, the straight line makes them, the heat evaporate faster because since coffee is not as hot when you pour it in, apparently, who's to say, apparently you can burn the beans. Hmm. Don't know anything about that. You want to keep the heat in longer. Yeah. So... You want to keep it in. Um, And you can have, it's more often you grip it with both hands. So you can either wrap your hands around it using the mug or you like use your whole hand to hold it up. Yeah. Um, It's, uh, to me, I actually love, um, and I'll, 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 I I love holding coffee mugs, um, not carrying them around like this, but putting my hand around them, uh, not on the handle to like warm my hands. Like when I'm, when I'm sitting down, I'll just like put my hand around the thing. And um, I mean, so often, especially now I'm just like sitting at my desk typing away or whatever <laughs> and I'll make my tea and then I'll just sit down and I'll be like, Ooh, I get to put my hand on this nice warm mug. <laughs> I will say oftentimes I, when I'm drinking a hot beverage on the winter, I put my both hands on it. Cause I'm like, Ooh, heat. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. I'll do, I'll do, I'll do two hands for sure. Um, so that was the introduction to my topic. Now I want to get into 
I love coffee mugs. I mm-hmm. love mugs. I have too many of them. The one I'm currently using is from T2. And I would say it is designed for tea because it comes in with like a tea strainer and a top. So you can like keep the heat in, but also it's a place to put your tea strainer when you're done. Um, but I, I like the way they feel. I like the weight. <laughs> um, I also, the thing about mugs is they're fun. Right now I have two mugs. One's from Hamilton, one's from T2. Just spilled mm-hmm. a little bit on myself, no big deal. Mm. Um, but if I were to go to my cabinet right now, I have so many they're good souvenirs. They're also fun to shop for when you go to like a TJ Maxx or Home Goods or a store like that. And you're like, oh my God, these are all of the cutest things I've ever seen. <laughs> um, I will say, and I believe I mentioned this briefly last week, but I won't hold it against you for not um, knowing this. Um, but I have been trying to spruce up my own um, mug collection because which started um, a little while ago. I bought a couple of I've bought a couple of nice new mugs. Um, I bought and I bought them as souvenirs of places that I like. Um, so when I went to the Brooklyn Museum a few months back when they were opening up, I bought a Brooklyn Museum mug, which is the one I'm holding right now. Um, it's uh, it's one of it's a good one. <laughs> and then uh, last week I discussed my um, one that's like a a planter. Okay. Yes, from the Brooklyn Botanical Garden. I've seen that one. Yes, the Brooklyn Botanic Garden. Um, and uh, that was another one that, like, I went into the gift shop there and I <laughs> saw this mug and I was like, well, I have to buy this. <laughs> this is, it's not only is it a mug, but it's the coolest, one of the coolest mugs I've ever seen. <laughs> um, do you have a mug that is your favorite? Is it the planting one? Um, I'd have to say that right now my favorite is probably this Brooklyn Museum one. Um, I like, there's something, I mean, I do really, I mean, I like the the Botanic Garden and this one are both, they're like almost tied. Um, I think if the design on the Botanic Garden one was nicer, I would prefer that one more. Uh, it's just like their logo and I think, and their logo is fine, but I think it blends weird with the the planter itself. It'd almost be better if it, I don't know how to, um, I was going to say. Contrasted more, contrasted less. It's, if it contrasted just better. Um, I don't know if I've ever seen the logo on it. I've only just seen the orange part. It's sort of hard to see because it's like, it's sort of like a green, it's sort of like a green, lime green on it. So it's like lime green. I mean, if you, it's like lime green on brown. <laughs> it's oh. a weird combo. Um, um, and I think I like the design on this Brooklyn Museum one a little better. Um, my, uh, my winningest mug I have, though, is my New England Patriots mug. That's the one that's won the most. Um, it's my big troll thing. I actually got i i got as a i got as a like a um white elephant style Christmas gift uh, from uh, from somebody in New England, and I was like, this is stupid that I have this mug that was the Patriots on it. Why would I want this thing? Um, um so my favorite mug. I have so many. Mm-hmm. I have one that has Baby Yoda on it. That's from my niece, and I really like it. But it's too big, and it loses its heat too fast. I really like it, though. I will say, I have this one that I really like that is a Lego one. And it's not official Lego brand, but it has, like, brick holes and pegs and things on it. And it's, like, that's a cool concept. I'm not taking anything away from the concept. But in practice, the the structure of the mug feels, like, a little flimsy. Mm -hmm. It feels like drinking a 
tea out of a mug made out of Lego, <laughs> um, which turns out is like just a little less desirable than you would think it would be. Is it plastic or ceramic? It's plastic. Yeah. Um, it's really light, which is weird. And maybe it is okay insulated, but it just feels weird drinking out of it. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. I have an, my other favorite. I have so many favorite cups. I have, it's a little too small, but I have this one that from this place in Boston called The Breakfast Club, I think is what it's called. It was this diner I went to and I visited once and we took it. And I really like it. The Breakfast Club. Yeah. Um, I have another T2 mug, which I actually prefer to the one I'm using right now because it's a little thicker. Um, but it's like, it's got, I don't know how else to describe it, but like mandala patterns all over it. And it's like pink and pretty. Um... But I like it because it's a good size where it fits a good amount of tea. And the strainer fits right in because I purchased them together. Wow. Sometimes <laughs> my strainers don't fit in my teacups because of the size. Um, and then I have my other favorite one. It says, stay foxy. and has a little fox on it. I've seen that one for sure. <laughs> um, but I, I love mugs. I sometimes wish I didn't have so many so I could buy more. So I've had to say, no, I don't need this mug multiple times when what I've really wanted was the mug. That's weird. I'm in the reverse situation that I want more nice mugs. Switch Go to TJ Maxx. Um, I think I'm going to do this thing with the uh, like the sort of souvenir thing um, where I'm just like, because it's not like it's like not, you know, an urgent need that I uh, need more mugs. But I feel like it's a good excuse to like, like, even though. Honestly, I mean, I've been to both the Brooklyn Museum and Botanic Garden enough and live next door to them both that it's not like, <laughs> that's not like, a, those are, neither of those are like crazy souvenirs of some place that I've, you know, they're just two places I really like. But like, I feel like filling up my collection with places to support places I like is a good idea. And then getting them maybe on trips or whatever is like a, a decent um, collectible that I will also use. Yeah. Um, and also it makes me happy. Honestly, the mugs that have the memories on them like that, like, I'm like, or, you know, even if I don't have a specific memory attached to them, like the Brooklyn Museum one, I'm not going to remember all the art I saw the day I bought this mug, you know? <laughs> but yeah. uh, it does remind me of how much I like going to the Brooklyn Museum or museums in general. Um, and it's better than, like, my, I have a lot of plain mugs that are just white, which is so boring. Anyways, it's it's really fun to, to, to have a mug that brings back joy. <laughs> oh. Um, I've decided my official name for my topic is Cups Ambersand Sign Mugs. Okay. I mean, I ampersand all of our topics together. I don't know if you've ever then, noticed that. Just, would it be easier for you if it's cups and mugs then? It, it's, it is. It, it, it's, it would fit the format better to be to be. Okay, honest. then do cups and mugs, ambersand, whatever your topic is going to be. Um, if anybody whatever. wants to buy me mugs, they're a great present for me. And I will say the same out loud as well. Hey, I appreciate your mugs. I have plain mugs now. <laughs> um, topic done. Wow. Topic complete. Very good. Matt. Yeah. We've already discussed how my the name of this episode is going to be Cups and Mugs Ambersand Sign. My thing. Um... We're just supposed to just say it. Let's do it yeah. again. Well, I have, but I have, but I have, I always have a lead up 
I love to I love to vamp before I actually get into my topic. Okay, okay, vamp, and then when you're ready, I'm gonna do the whole thing again. Go. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Just uh, I'm going. To, I'm ending my own personal moratorium on discussing video games during this. I just to say you never actually followed that rule. Keep going. I followed it for maybe a week. <laughs> um, listen, it's okay. I uh, think. It's weird when you like, you know, you make a promise or whatever promise, quote unquote, and then like something changes in your life and uh, you just got to make adjustments, you know, and you're like, why did I make any sort of promise in that one regard? Um, so I have a topic that is something that I do know you know something about and I'm actually interested to discuss uh, parts of it with you. Um and uh, I just want to get my feelings out about it, my positive feelings. I want to hear your negative feelings about it. And I, um, oh. I'm ready I to introduce my topic. <laughs> okay. The name of this episode is Cups and Mugs, Ampersand Sign. Mario Kart. <laughs> so Emily hates Mario Kart. We'll get to that later. Um, so what is Mario Kart? Mario Kart is a video game based on the... Mario franchise, the little little plumber from Italy, <laughs> or he's really from New York, but he's Italian. Anyways, um, he uh, him and his Wait, friends. Back up. Yep. Go ahead. In the Mario universe, he's from New York City. Um, it's all dependent on which version of it you are paying attention to. I mean, he's actually from the Mushroom Kingdom, which is a made up. Place. Yeah, that's what. That's yeah. Um, but in the movie, the 1992 movie, uh, it takes place there they're from Brooklyn, the Mario Brothers. Um, and um, in uh, the most recent Mario, main Mario franchise, um, they, Mario Odyssey, they go to New Donk City, which is supposed to be a Donkey Kong themed version of New York City, <laughs> um, which is like the big city in that game. So there is something to be said that he is... It's 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 all over the place. Honestly, it's hard to keep hard to pin him down. Okay, you can keep going with what Mario Kart is. But in his universe, in Mario's universe, he he has enemies. He, sure, he has enemies. But sometimes he can just get down with those enemies and his friends and do a little go karting, and they just run. They just race around um, whatever track they want. Um, these games have been coming out since the Super Nintendo. Um, the first one, uh, I don't know, it came out in like ninety. Let's say 1993. That's a guess. I honestly don't know when the first one came out. But um, there's the the first one was on Super Nintendo. Then there was one for Nintendo 64. And I, to be honest with you, did not really play those first two very much. Um, I have played them. I um, I have played them. But I did not truly get into Mario Kart until the GameCube Mario Kart, which is Mario Kart Double Dash. Is it because that controller is so good? Um. The controller is so good on the GameCube. I had to get into it. Uh, Double Dash was the uh, the game where they introduced that you actually had each cart had two racers. So you picked two people that you were racing as. Um, you would take turn. Wait, One person would be this. the... Should I... Yep, go ahead. Oh, no. I played it where there's two two characters and you swap. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, that's Double oh, okay. Dash. Okay, it's not two different... Okay, yeah. Yeah. I played this person. Um, two different characters, yeah. So you could be Mario and Princess Peach. You could be uh, Donkey Kong and King Boo, maybe. I don't remember exactly who was in that game. But could you be Mario and Bowser? You absolutely could be. 
Wow, that's not canon. I mean, well, like I said, sometimes they just play sports together. It's fun. Um, <laughs> um, but, uh, oh, yeah, so that was the first one we could do that. You could switch to the two characters. I loved Double Dash. I was a huge fan. I know some people that was, like, sacrilegious to be able to do that. And it doesn't, that one doesn't age as well as some of the other ones. Or, like, history has not been as kind to Double Dash, but I thought it was a great game. Uh, and then there was Mario for the Mario Kart for the Wii, which was the introduction of being able to steer with motion controls, which was so much fun. I loved doing that. Um, and it was also like a huge hit of a game uh, because it's like it's sort of the ideal motion controls to be able to steer a car. It's kind of fun. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, following that, the Wii U had or actually I'm skipping all of the mobile ones. There was one for the 3DS Mario Kart. um seven was for the 3ds i never played that one um and uh then there was mario kart 8 for the wii u which then um was re-released several years later on the switch so that is what is on the switch now it's called mario kart 8 deluxe and basically it's mario kart uh the mario kart from the wii plus all of the bonus content that, that you could you could have purchased as dlc for the first version of the game and this if you bought it the second time you just like got all that for free um and the reason i'm talking about this uh today is because i've been playing so much mario kart lately (laughs) because i got in a little group of friends who now we have mario kart mondays and uh monday night um mario uh, monday night starting around like 8 30 or 9 um we all hop on um online and we we race (laughs) And it's my one of my new outlets. <laughs> oh, okay. Off air, I want to know who was involved in this. Okay. Um. But mm-hmm. I'm I'm very happy you have this outlet. Yes. I am going to tell you and the listeners. I can't imagine a worse way to spend my Mondays. Maybe no, I can. Playing the fighting Mario game. Super Smash Brothers. Super Smash Brothers. First of all, first of all. You can't imagine a worse way of spending your Monday nights than being with me? That is utterly offensive. Okay, you, well, I'm not quite prepared to get into why I don't like this game, although mm-hmm. I can, if you think mm-hmm. this is the time. Um, why do you like this game? Um, oh, interesting. Okay, I love playing it with people. Um, it is not a game that I have very much fun playing by myself. Uh, even though I, I mean, I will from time to time, um, but I, my fond memories of playing Double Dash, um, where that game came out in, you know, the early 2000s, maybe 2000 or mid to that, maybe like 2005. I don't know. I'm not going to remember. Um, <laughs> Why? no, actually probably 2002. Anyways, remember we, uh, it came out when I was in college. That was really what I get, what I want to get into. So I'm in college and it's like this game that like me and a friend of mine would just play for hours and hours. We'd probably drink uh Smirnoff ices or something cool like that. Wow. Uh, I remember being like a freshman and like, that's the only thing we could buy for alcohol. And um, why, why could you buy that and nothing else? Um, it was, no, it wasn't nothing else, but it was like slim pickings. And um, maybe I just, I drank the Smirnoff ices cause I thought they were neat. And anyways, you could buy like a whole, you could buy a big, you could buy like a double bottle Smirnoff ice, like a 24 ounce. And I would drink those and play Mario Kart. And we would just like 
and sometimes i mean we didn't know we weren't always drinking i don't want to make it sound like that's the only way i could have i could have fun um but we would just like go through the game we would just our goal was to get the gold trophy in every um on every grand prix throughout the game so it's like a grand prix would be a set of four races and um that'd be on four different maps and Basically, to get like gold, gold, like true gold, you have to get first place on all four races in a set. Um, and then there's also different speeds in the game. There's 50, 100, 150 uh, mirror and 200 CC mode. Um, the higher up you go, the faster it is. Mirror mode is just uh, everything's backwards, but it's still 150 CC. Anyway, getting a gold trophy on every race, that whole thing. And we were like obsessed with it. So we would just like play, we would just race and race and race and try to like get these um, gold medals. And so I, I loved, I have just like good memories of that sort of um, camaraderie of trying to accomplish the goal. And um, and then that sort of continued. And then I, you know, I bought the Wii one and I had, a, I, that was another one where I had a lot of fun. Like, I feel like the Wii was like the ultimate party system where you could just like invite people over and you just do these I agree with that. I've motion lots control of Wii bowling. Yes. I loved Wii bowling as well. Uh I had a friend who figured out how to get perfect games at every game and then we stopped playing. <laughs> but yes. Um uh I loved Wii sports like playing all that stuff. And yeah, and then Mario Kart. And so I always had a great time playing um set you know going over someone's house or people coming over mine and we set it up and we play just hours of Mario Kart. And it's such a, it's such an easy game to pick up too. Like it doesn't require that much. Not it's like gas, brake, drift, steer, and you're done, <laughs> basically. Yeah. Um. So then you sort of fast forward to I get the Wii U one, and probably this is also pro- why I did not buy any of the Game Boy or 3DS or mobile versions, is because the mobile gaming systems are those feel just so for yourself. Like I I mean I know there are games like Pokemon which are very multiplayer based but i never i just didn't really do that with my um handheld systems it was just like rides in the car or rides on the subway or whatever and that's how i pass the time uh but then the wii u uh mario kart comes out and i did play that a good amount i don't want to say i didn't play it at all but like it just didn't come in at a time where i was really playing a lot with friends Mm -hmm. and then i bought it and then it it, then they re-released it for the switch and i've kind of almost not obligated to buy it, but I was like, ooh, I like Mario Kart. And then I bought it and played it, but not that much because I was like, just didn't have people to play it with. I don't know. <laughs> um, and then fast forward a couple more years, now we're in the pandemic, right? Little and, pandemic. And I have new friends who have new Switches and they've bought the Switch. And they're like, hey, want to do Mario Kart? And I'm like, sure, let's do Mario Kart. And that happened once and now it just keeps happening. <laughs> And uh, I love, it's like, it's like sparked this joy back in me of that being able to play games with friends um, and also it being like, you know, pretty low stress, low stakes, easy entry level and all that. I mean, I feel, I know you don't like Mario Kart and you're not the only person I know who doesn't like Mario Kart, but it feels like a game a lot of people like, even people who aren't normally big into video games. They're like, Ooh, Mario Kart's fun. That's why I like it. So I will acknowledge that I do believe it is a good party game. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing about Mario Kart. Yep. I'm really, really bad at it. Mm-hmm. I can remember playing, I was younger, like way younger, like probably like seven or eight, maybe, I don't know exactly how old I was. And I was at my cousin's house 
and we were playing against my aunt. And this is where it all started. We were in what I believe was my cousin Adam's bedroom. And every single time I played, mm-hmm. I would somehow end up going backwards. And the sign would drop that's like, turn around, turn around. And I had no idea how it happened. Like, I was just doing what I was told to do. And all of a sudden, I'm going backwards. Yeah. And that happened whenever we played it. So as a young child, I developed this deep hatred of this game. You know, I got to say, um, I'm sorry that this happened to you. I'm sorry this traumatic moment occurred. Um, it was truly traumatic. Clearly. I mean, you're, you're, yeah, you're letting me in on your trauma. Um, I think... So, uh, so some people should grin, but uh, for me, I don't mind. Um, they've made the games more fair over time. Um, so I think the most recent game is probably the most fair Mario Kart of, of all of them. Like they try to keep people um, from feeling that they're really losing, you know, um, and try to keep everyone like within a shot of, of winning. And I think it's also harder to like go backwards in this game, if, if, if even possible. Because um, oh, I, do, I do know the feeling of like in the older games of like going backwards um, but the newer games, like the, this new game, it's yeah, I, they did a lot of adjustments to like fix the mechanics to make it, I, I, I think with the goal in mind of making it more fun for everybody. <laughs> um, yeah. Also, I don't, I mean, I don't know what it's like to be bad. I just dominate everybody at it. So what am I? Okay. Doing? Okay. Now there's other reasons I don't like it now. It's cause I don't understand any of the mechanics and you say they're easy, but I don't understand how people go so fast. Um, I don't have any semblance of the characters. People are like, oh, pick this character. They're so good. I'm like, I have no idea what you're talking about. Oh, well, the characters are a whole different thing. So I could, I can touch on that. So like the characters in this game, in the most recent games, in some of the older games, they maybe had like different special weapons they could have. In the new game, there's no special weapons. Everyone gets the same like, um, arsenal. Um, but basically you're judging them on their weight, how heavy they are. Heavier characters can have a higher maximum speed and they have, they, they can sort of like, they have a little bit more like, you know, momentum and um, force when like bumping up against other cars. The smaller characters have better acceleration um, and can, but can get bumped around a little bit more. And then there's sort of like gradients of that in between. Like a medium character is neither, you know, neither the fastest nor the best at accelerating, but it kind of is in the middle of those things. Um, and I, I personally like going with the heavy characters because I like having the top speed. Um, so I'm, I'm usually playing as a Bowser or Metal Mario or Pink Gold Peach or, um, or, uh, Bowser, little, little Bowser, um, Morton. Uh, these are the heavier characters. Donkey Kong's a pretty heavy character, although he's not the heaviest. So I don't, I usually go with the heaviest characters. Um, but I'd say like, that's like the main thing to know about that. And then the different carts and things have different, um, attributes, but for the most part, I actually don't mind playing as like the standard with the standard cart and the standard like loadout. Um, there are ways of like making your setup better, but there's also ways of like making your setup really bad and hard to control. (laughs) But, uh, so I kind of go with the more standard stuff. Okay. As a person who's played this game. It has been miserable every single time I play. I do know there's some things about this game. There's like the, the floating question marks. Why do you want to hit those? There's uh, That's how you get weapons. Okay, and what do the weapons do? 
Uh, so there's like uh, red shells, green shells, banana peels, lightning bolts, star man things. Um, did I say mushrooms already? Uh, if I don't, uh, there's mushrooms, gold mushrooms, uh, bullet bills, and uh, there's also the the crazy eight in this most recent game where it's all you get every one of every weapon. <laughs> Um, there's the boom box, which, uh, sends out like a shockwave around you. And there's the blue shell, of course, the famous blue shell, um, which, uh, they all do something different. Banana peels slip people up. Red shells and green shells can hit people. Red shells target people where green shells are just on their own. Uh, stars make you invincible. Uh, mushrooms give you a boost. The gold butt mushroom gives you sort of a infinite boost kind of thing for a infinite boost in a time period. Um, oh, I also missed that there's a boomerang and fireballs, which are also projectiles you can throw out at people. There's the boo character, which can which will steal a weapon from someone, somebody else. There's the uh, blue shell, which will target whoever is in first place. Um, and uh, maybe I went over them all now. <laughs> uh, uh, the boom box is uh, how you can destroy weapons if they're in your vicinity. So if a blue shell or a red shell is like, coming after you you can like hit the boom box and it will like blow it up um can i ask a question yes what's your favorite oh well um i mean the best i mean if we're ranking them in like power i guess the bu- oh the bullet bill will speed you ahead in the race oh and the piranha plant there's a piranha plant which will like bite you forward piranha plant my <laughs> least favorite my least favorite one is piranha plant because it's like i find it kind of hard to control <laughs> so like messes you up a little bit um, I'd say like I mean, so so the thing in the game is that the probability of you getting the better weapons is related to your distance from the first place player. It is not your place in the race. It's not that you are at fourth, fifth, sixth, or seventh or whatever. It is how many like units of measure like measurement you are away from the leader. So you're not going to get a blue shell until you're like some specific length away. That's so, interesting. Yeah, I actually just looked this up recently to like find out these probabilities. Um, so if you're in the lead, like you only have certain weapons you might you might get. Um, so I mean, the best weapon in the game is overall is probably the star, which turns you invincible and you can like run over grass and you can hit people and all that kind of stuff. That's probably the best weapon because nothing can happen to you while you have it. Um, I'd say for me as and I'm saying this not super selfishly, but as someone who's often in, in, in the lead or near the lead, uh, I'm going to say the red shell is the best weapon because you can hit people with it, uh, to, to catch up and to ruin their race. <laughs> and you can also use it defensively because, uh, bananas and, uh, shells, you can sort of hold behind your cart, which block you from getting hit from, uh, many other things. Um, okay, I have a question that I think you might could be s- s- deemed as the same question, but it's not. Mm-hmm. What is your favorite weapon? Isn't not the best. Like, oh, the best is different. Oh, yeah. So I guess my... F- mm. The one that if even if someone else uses, you're like, that was really cool. That was really cool. The most exciting one. Oh, well... Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, so I'll say two things. The most annoying one is the lightning bolt, which uh, shrinks everybody except for the user. Uh, that one's that one's annoying. Um, oh, I also miss bloopers. They're like the little squid things that'll squirt ink on your windshield. There are a lot I of weapons in this game. I forgot there's so many of them. 
but uh, I will say my favorite one to watch be used or the most the most um, exciting to use is another weapon I forgot, which is the bomb. And uh, I don't think it's the most useful weapon necessarily. Um, but if you can throw one ahead, you can throw them ahead of you or you can drop them behind you. But if you throw one ahead of you and you actually hit somebody, it feels so good. Like it's really hard to do that. <laughs> and it's most, it's like a lot of luck involved there. Um, but if you can successfully throw a bomb and hit somebody, that's like pretty cool. And it's, it's definitely a like pump your fist kind of moment. <laughs> yeah. 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 So do you um, see how those two questions were different? They are. I'd still say it's not my favorite, but it is the coolest to like successfully do. I think by clarifying the like watching someone else use it part made it like made me go deeper with the answer. Okay. Um, okay. Anyways, uh, that's I all I'd like to say. Mario Kart's fun. You get to race. I'm sorry, Emily, that you hate this game. That's going to be my last question. How do I, Emily Riggins, noted hater of this game? I'm a hater and I'm going to hate, hate, hate. How could I start to enjoy this game? Um, I would say, uh, I would say the easiest way is to play with me as not a competitor, but as a teammate. <laughs> um, and then I can, I can non-sarcastically or non, not sarcastically, but in a less, um, demeaning way, help you. <laughs> um, which I was like the thing with when I used to play with my friend in college, like, we were just both trying to get really good at the game and we were kind of, you know, supporting each other. Um, and I think that's probably like a good way. And maybe just picking up a controller amongst a group of people at a party or whatever is not the most fun or educational way of figuring out how to play the game. Um, but, you know, you know, if, you, if we just played and we're chit-chatting and even you were like, oh, what's this character? And I could like even explain what it's, some random character was to you, like you know, that would help you dig into um, it a little more. Because even you said you didn't know, like, what all the, the deals with everyone was. Like, I usually know what, what uh, games inspired what levels. Like, the levels are all inspired by different video games. And, um, yeah, I don't know. I think that, that might make it more fun. Okay. Maybe right. we'll do it sometime. Listen, I will say, if I had to rank my least favorite video games, it's not my least favorite. Um, I, 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 Rocket I like League to, is. Rocket League is really favorite. It's Super Smash Brothers. Is that lower? Or? Yeah. It, if it's like reverse, like worst, worst goes at the top, goes mm-hmm. Rocket League, Super Smash Brothers, Mario Kart. So I, I think I could, of those three, I think I, I don't have the confidence that I could get you to like Rocket League or Smash Brothers. I don't have that confidence. I feel like I have the confidence that I could get you to like Mario Kart. I actually had a conversation with my students the other day and they were talking about Rocket League. I was like, oh, I don't like that game. They're like, why? And I'm like, because I get turned upside down all the time. And they're like, oh yeah, I know that feeling. <laughs> yeah. I, I, yeah. And I know, I kind of like, I kind of understand your, like, I don't know if you've noticed, but I haven't like pandered to you to get you to play <laughs> Rocket League. Because <laughs> um, I'm just like, well, I mean, it doesn't like it. That's fine. But I think I could turn you, I think I could turn you around in Mario Kart. Okay. Even ha- even get you to have a good time. Okay. Um, yeah. Topic's done? Uh, topic done. Wow, wow. Wow, wow, wow. Um, I must say we've done our corrections slash comment section already. 
Yeah, I think we've moved it to the... <laughs> yeah, we've just moved it. Yeah. Um, Matt, do you have anything you want to plug? Oh, I sure do. Um, hey, listeners out there, if you have not yet already, please check out my sketch called Zoom Wedding. It is on my YouTube channel. It's on the TBD Facebook page. There's all kinds of ways to find it. Uh, or you can just go to youtube.com slash Matthew Aramondo. And it's on there. It's on there. Okay. Uh, Emily, do you have um, anything you'd like to plug? I don't have anything specific, but if the listeners out there are interested and they missed it. Um, oh, no. Oh, no, 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 no. Um, I'm trying to to tell people how to do it, but I, I'm worried it's going to load. Ah, I've changed my mind. Um, you can go to the Magnet Theater Twitch and see the recording of my sketch show that was on, on last Friday. Um, we were, it was the Moxie. Um, it, it's the recording's up there for like, I think at least like a month. Um, but you can go watch my sketches. Um, it's Moxie. It was the first day and our team's name was called Cut It Out. Um, and you can watch the recording. In fact, Matt did not watch it live. He watched the recording. I did. I watched it on demand. I demanded when it be played. <laughs> yes. And I would have pulled it up to give you the exact title, but I was worried there was a show going on on the Magnet Twitch. Um, and then there would be a sound, which is why I was weird at the beginning of my introduction mm-hmm. to this plug. Mm-hmm. Well, you're right. There is a show going on. I'm looking at it myself right now. Um, yeah, it's... Uh, where is it? It's called... Um, Virtual Moxie, or parentheses virtual and parentheses Moxie, <laughs> um, and it's the uh, one from um, the March twenty sixth because there are several yeah. of them up there. But it's the three twenty six one at seven o'clock. I actually, uh, oh yeah, I'm trying to see how long they have these up here for. But um, yeah, it doesn't. It's not there forever. So if you haven't seen it yet, go check it out before it, yeah. uh, it goes away for all time. In fact, I gotta somehow get those sketches so I can make a reel. Want to make Actually, a reel? I, I think it's only two weeks. So okay. Get on. Well, you know, Matt, as of this being put out on Thursday, you have like a week. You have yeah. You have about eight days to go watch this. So go do it. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, is that it? We have anything yeah. else? Uh, okay. So. Uh, Please make sure you've subscribed if you're not already to us wherever you get your podcast from. Follow us on social media. And, um, you know, I've been Matt Armando. <laughs> I tried I tried saying, taking a while to say this because I saw Emily's drinking water, but she took a long time to drink the water. <laughs> I've been Emily Riggins. And this has been TVD. With Matt Emily. It was good to see you guys again. Bye-bye. Bye.